When her seven-year-old daughter went missing in the middle of a custody dispute, broadcast journalist Maria Gallagher turned to journaling and the intercession of the Blessed Mother. While Maria's prayers were answered, another heartbreaking one remains unanswered to this day. Her life of faith and devotion to Mary served as consolation and inspired her to write her first book, Joyful Encounters with Mary, A Woman's Guide to Living the Mysteries of the Rosary. On today's Glorify podcast, we'll talk with Maria about prayers answered and unanswered and learn how relationship with Mary enables us to start all over again with the most wonderful mother there is. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Glorify podcast, where we share stories of God's miraculous work in our lives while seeking to deepen our relationships with the Lord so we can overcome worry and experience peace and even joy during difficult times. I'm your host, Stephanie Engelman, author of A Single Bead and the upcoming middle grade fiction, Max Mission Diary, Operation Save the Summer. More importantly, I believe in miracles, and I'm on a mission to spread the good news of Christ at work in the lives of everyday people. Are you ready to be inspired? Are you ready to find peace in your heart? It all starts with giving glory to the Lord, and that's what we're here to do. Welcome back to the Glorify Podcast. I am so thrilled to have Maria Gallagher on the show today and to hear all about Maria's story. First, let me start off by sharing a little bit about Maria. Having worked in radio and television news, Maria Gallagher is a Catholic writer and speaker who writes for outlets including CatholicMom.com and National Right to Life News Today. Her first book, Joyful Encounters with Mary, A Woman's Guide to Living the Mysteries of the Rosary, released in April and is designed to help women achieve greater joy in their lives. The mother of a talented ballerina, Maria lives in central Pennsylvania, where she enjoys pursuing her passion for communicating the beauty of truth. Maria, welcome to the Glorify podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So we always like to start the Glorify podcast with a story of a miracle that our guest has experienced in their own lives. And so I know you've got a really remarkable story of a time when uh, you, you really endured a tragedy and God and the Blessed Mother Mary came through for you in amazing ways. Can you tell us a little bit about that story? Sure, I'd be happy to. This was a few years back. And I was going through custody proceedings with um, my ex-husband over our daughter, Gabriella. And at one point in time, I uh, tried to get a hold of her by phone over a Labor Day weekend, and I just couldn't reach her. And my mother immediately was worried about the situation. And she said, "Um, you really need to track her down. And so it occurred to me that I needed to contact the school that she was attending at that point. And so I called the school and they told me that they had had an inquiry about her from Ontario. And I said, Ontario, Canada. And they said, well, we don't really know. So I was greatly worried about her and I actually didn't know where she was for two weeks And I enlisted the aid of a friend and a private detective. And I also went to my prayer journal. 
And I started writing to the Blessed Mother and to God, asking them for clues as to where to find my daughter. And as it turned out, um, they helped me to track her down. And it was a glorious day when I found out that she was indeed safe and sound in Canada. And she was actually at a school named for St. Anne, the mother of the Blessed Mother. Hmm. And it was just an amazing turn of events. And I am so very thankful to Mary and to God that I was able to find her safe and sound. And I think that that is certainly a, uh, an indication of a miracle that happened in my life that I've been able to share with other people. Mm-hmm. So when you found her, um, she happened to be at a Catholic school. Is her father Catholic as well? And was, if you don't mind my asking, was he fleeing? Like, was he purposely trying to get out of the country to maintain custody of your daughter? Uh, yeah, it, it appears that uh, he was losing in the custody fight. And so he thought that the best recourse for him was to go to Canada. And then the court ultimately ruled that you can't take a child out of the country without notifying the court. So at that point, the court officially awarded me legal custody of my daughter. And so it it certainly has been um, a trial um, because he subsequently went to Beirut, Lebanon with my daughter And um, there was so much unrest in the Middle East at that time. Uh, Lebanon was on the brink of a civil war. Thankfully, that didn't happen. And I think that really and truly, it was the prayers that so many people said on behalf of myself and my daughter that she was able to remain safe and sound. And uh, today, she has grown. She is a magnificent ballerina. She's a great writer. Um, She's fluent in three languages. And I look forward to the day when I can see her again face to face. And that will be a miraculous day. Wow. So you have not seen her since before she went to Canada when she was seven years old and you haven't seen her since. Yeah, I haven't seen her face to face. Now, fortunately, through the miracle of modern technology, I've been able to see her via Skype and um, via WhatsApp. Um, But I haven't had that opportunity to hug her (laughs) and to give her a kiss. And that's what I look forward to. I look forward to the day when I can see her in the flesh. And I I don't know why God has not answered that prayer yet, but um, I believe he will in his good time and in his perfect time. Mm -hmm. And I just have to be patient for that day. Right. Yes. And how often are you able to talk with Gabriella? Well, thankfully, I'm in contact with her on social media, and she posts on a daily basis. So I'm able to like different things that she posts. I'm able to share different posts with her. Um, So I know what's going on in her life, and and that's been a great blessing to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it would not be possible without the miracle of modern technology and without um, God making those uh, virtual visits a possibility. Right. Thanks be to God that we have all these tools available to us. And, you know, we always uh, like to talk about unanswered prayer as well, because that's a big part of our faith journey. And, and very often it's where, um, you know, the rubber, the rubber meets the road and, and we have our greatest growing experiences. Obviously, this you know, seeing your daughter has been an un- unanswered prayer. But you also had an, an 
unanswered prayer earlier in life when you were applying to your colleges. And can you tell us a little bit about that and the the grace that came from it? Yeah. um, When I was in high school, um, my dream was to attend the University of Notre Dame. Uh, And at our high school, we had a number of students who had received what was called the Joyce Scholarship, which um, gave you a full ride to Notre Dame. It it paid for everything. It paid for tuition, room and board. You didn't have to worry about uh, the financial situation when you got there. And so I had set my sights very early in my high school career um, toward winning that scholarship. And I remember the day vividly when I found out I had not gotten the scholarship and I cried and I was inconsolable and my mother didn't know what to do with me. And I thought that it was the end of a a wonderful dream. And and I couldn't see past that. I, I didn't understand why God didn't answer my prayer that I attend the University of Notre Dame because I couldn't afford to attend there without a scholarship. And so, uh, thankfully, I had applied to another university, Ohio State University, near where I live, and I had gotten a scholarship there, and I found out that that scholarship was going to pay all my expenses, room and board, and tuition. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to take that scholarship and I'm going to attend Ohio State. And as a result of attending Ohio State, I was able to major in journalism, which became my career. And I was able to work in public broadcasting and I was able to work at a CBS television news affiliate. I was able to work as both a reporter and a producer. And um, it gave me a livelihood that I I don't think I would have had if I had attended Notre Dame and not been able to major in journalism. So that was an amazing turn of events where God did not answer my prayer, but he blessed me abundantly as a result of that unanswered prayer. And I think that it was that daily journalism grind that helped me to write my book. Um, And were it not for the training I received, I, I don't know if that would have been possible. So I was able to realize another dream through the publication of my book. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And yeah, it's really given you a platform then to be able to speak well and to obviously write very well to share your story and to share your love for the Blessed Mother and, and spread that throughout the world. So I know that you're, you're very passionate about that relationship with, with the Blessed Mother. Can you tell us a little bit about, about why you feel that's so important for women and all people to possess? I wrote the book for both those people who have a solid relationship with the Blessed Mother and those who do not. And I realized that many people have had a strained relationship with their own mother. Um, Maybe their mother was out of the picture, or maybe their mother was with them, but um, they had conflicts with their mother. And I understand that. And so I decided that in this book, I would address both those women who had a strong relationship and those who did not. And I say that through Mary, you can start all over again with the most wonderful mother there is. And she can bring you so much joy and so much peace. Um, And she is so relatable, even though she was sinless, even though she's the mother of God, 
she went through so many trials and tribulations that we also face. I mean, she also went through an unexpected pregnancy. Um, she went through a, a flight from her home. She went through a, a birth that was very unusual, to say the least. She went through um, losing her child and then finding her child again in the temple. So there are many instances when Mary experienced very human ordeals, and she can relate to us. She loves us. She wants to help us. I think Mary is um, really a warrior of faith. I, I don't think that people think of her that way. I think that a lot of people think of her as being meek and mild, and, and certainly she was the epitome of gentleness, but she also was very, very strong and uh, very powerful in her faith. And I think we can learn a lot from that. Mm -hmm. And do you have a favorite mystery that, that really speaks to your heart that you'd like to share a little insight with us? I, I think my favorite mystery is really and truly the visitation. Um, because I think that I experienced that to a certain degree in my life. When I was pregnant, when I first found out I was pregnant, I was overjoyed. And what I wanted to do was share the news with my friend, Selena. And Selena was younger than I am. And I, I thought that she would uh, be very interested in the fact that I was pregnant. Um, so I called her up and her first response was, guess what? I'm pregnant too. And it was a, an incredible moment of bonding she helped me from a distance throughout my pregnancy. She recommended um, good nutrition. She recommended a childbirth class to me. Um, she recommended how to deal best with morning sickness. And we went through this process together to the point where we delivered our babies three days apart. Oh. <laughs> uh, and so she, she really was the blessed mother to me. Um, I was the Elizabeth, I was the older mother, and she really helped me through that pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And so I think that um, I have a special fondness for that mystery as a result of that. Mm -hmm. And in your book, you really explore the ways in which each of us um, experience these mysteries in our, in our own lives. Um, can you talk a little bit about a little bit more? You, you alluded to it a little bit, but you know, how might a woman who, you know, has never been visited by an angel <laughs> experience the annunciation in her own life? I think that we, um, tend to, uh, negate the connections that we have with Mary and I think it's important to realize that um, Mary went through a lot of the same struggles that we did. For instance, with the Annunciation, true, we might not have been visited by an angel, but we might have experienced a pregnancy in our lives, even an unexpected pregnancy. Uh, the visitation, we might have assisted a pregnant woman at a pregnancy care center or someone in our life, a friend or a family member who was pregnant. The nativity, um, there is no day better than the day that your baby is born, your first baby is born. And I remember quite clearly the, the joy and the expectation and the wonderful feeling of pride that I experienced when my daughter was born. And even if you have not experienced childbirth, certainly you've experienced uh, the birth of a baby in your family or among your friend group. 
And it's truly remarkable. And that's something we share with Mary. Um, the presentation in the temple is very similar to a baptism. I know a lot of people get very excited about weddings and weddings are wonderful, but I think my favorite sacrament is baptism. I just love that welcoming into the church that you have with baptism. And many of us have experienced that with our own children or with the children of people that we know. And finally, the finding of our Lord Jesus in the temple. Um, you may not have had an experience of losing your child for an extended period of time, but certainly I think most of us have had a time in our lives when we were at a grocery store or a park or a department store, and we looked around and suddenly we couldn't find our child. And that was a moment of anguish and fear and worry. And we can relate to the Blessed Mother in that. So I think that many of us, if not most of us, have experienced the mysteries of the rosary in our own lives. And we can share that with Mary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how would you encourage our listeners to increase that relationship with Mary and that understanding of her as our mother? I think there are, sure. I think there are many ways we can increase and strengthen our relationship with Mary. Um, One of them is um, through a morning offering where we offer uh, all of our day's blessings, our trials, our prayers to Jesus through Mary. I, I know I do that every morning and it gets my day off to a wonderful start. Um, We can also consecrate ourselves to the immaculate heart of Mary I did that many years ago, um, and it's truly been a wonderful blessing in my life um, to give over all of my prayers, all of my good works, um, all of my suffering to Jesus through Mary. And I did it through a book, um, 33 Days to Morning Glory, um, which is a phenomenal work um, that makes it very simple um, to dedicate yourself to Mary. I think also we can share our troubles with Mary. I I know that um, at the beginning of every week, when I'm before the Blessed Sacrament in adoration, I allot a period of time where I go to Mary and I give her the knots in my life, you know, whether it's work-related or family-related or health-related, and I turn those knots over to her, knowing that she can undo the knots for me in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a wonderful way to draw closer to Mary. We can also look to scripture and all the scriptural passages that are dedicated to Mary and learn more about her that way. And the more we know about Mary, the fonder we'll be of Mary and the closer we'll grow to Mary and in fact, grow closer to Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, the morning offering, that's something that I have been trying to do. And do you have any? tips to help me remember to do it. First thing, like I want to, before I even get out of bed, I want to make my morning offering. And I remembered this morning actually, but I don't every morning, any suggestions, if this is something that you're doing on a regular basis, how did you get there? So how I got there was that I have a morning routine where I stop off and get my coffee before I go into work. And as I'm driving to get my coffee, I do prayers at that point in time. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy for me to remember because I do it every day. Mm -hmm. I know some people will set an alarm on their phone for prayer. And you can certainly do that for the morning offering. 
Um, I have a phone app called Hallo, mm -hmm. and it gives me prompts for doing things like the morning offering. So I, I don't even have to do anything. I'll get a prompt on my phone to remember to do the morning offering. You can set a uh, reminder in your calendar, your, your online calendar for the day. So there are many ways that, that you can uh, remind yourself to do that morning offering. And there's no shame if you forget to do the morning offering. Um, you can do it later in the day and say, you know, I offer everything of this day to Mary um, and in turn to Jesus. And that's a, a wonderful way to dedicate yourself to God. Mm -hmm. um, well, how can we find you and your book, Joyful Encounters with Mary, online or in stores? You can go to my website, mariavgallagher.com, mariavgallagher.com. You can go to shopmercy.org, or you can go to Amazon. And I'm also at catholicmom.com. Uh, in fact, I have a new article out today about uh, cruising with grace. So I hope you'll check that out as well. Oh, great. Yes. Well, wonderful. It was so good to have you on the show, Maria. Uh, we look forward to seeing you on social media and reading your book and learning more about the joys of, of being in relationship with Mary. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Well, that about wraps it up for another episode of the Glorify podcast. And just a couple of show notes. If you're not familiar with the morning offering, I will include a link with one variety of morning offering in the show notes. And I hope you'll check out Maria's book, Joyful Encounters with Mary, and keep her and Gabriella in your prayers that they may be reunited soon. I'll also include a link to Maria's website in the show notes as well. And you know, Maria's story is a great reminder that we glorify God through our lives. And of course, that's what this podcast is all about. We glorify him in the everyday, in our joys, in the good times, but we especially have the ability to glorify the Lord in our trials. We do that through our prayers, through our works, through our effort every day to keep moving forward, loving and serving the Lord, even when it's hard, and offering up those difficult times and trusting that the Lord will use our suffering for good. As St. Paul says in Colossians, now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. And with that, my friends, I ask you, whatever you may be experiencing today, if it's joy, offer it up to the Lord. If it's sorrow, offer it up to the Lord and know that the Lord will take your offering and use it for blessings upon you and upon the world. If you enjoyed this episode of the Glorify podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you aren't already a subscriber, please click on the button to subscribe today so you'll get notifications of new shows as they post. And also, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please go to the website, theglorifypodcast.com, and you can follow the links there to become a supporter. Thank you so much. God bless. God bless.